Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 325 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlo. Yeah, I'm here for this episode of I already forgot the number, but that's uh, fine. 325. I already forgot it. Yeah. And Matt. Oh, hey. All right. We are broadcasting for the second to last time in the old studio. I don't I I would I just listened to our intro again for the first time in a while and uh I think I have to uh, I can't I can't be part of your experts at drinking anymore. Why? I turned 31 and I've been a failure at drinking ever since. No, you've you've been you've been pretty good at it, bud. Yeah, but I've been failing like seven o'clock bedtimes, uh yeah, I guess I've been. I haven't failed miserably. <laughs> the stories are still there, but it, they if anything, they I'm really the one that should be. It should be questionable whether I'm an expert at drinking. Yeah, like this is like this is the time of the week I drink a beer. This is wow. Yeah, you're not a you're not an. Didn't expert Didn't you get day drinking. drunk yesterday? I had two beers. Wow, it did not go over. So yeah, I, I didn't get day drunk. I just got two beers. Oh okay, Carlos, did you hear what happened to me last night? Do you get night drunk? Uh, before before we get into this, <laughs> uh, before we get into this, can I give a shout out to our yeah, patrons? Dude. Okay, awesome. Um, all right, so yeah, I'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our black belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Devin Stinson, and Tyler Romanski. Um, they are so awesome, and uh, you could be one too if you head on over to patreon.com slash blind studies and become a patron today. Uh, and actually, our black belt patrons have a superpower. Yeah, uh, they, you know, uh, the Fantastic Four, how all four of them have a really cool different power. Well, actually, all four of our uh, Patreon members also all have a power, but but they actually share the same power. They all have the Human Torch power. So, like, that's really, that was pretty unlikely they all got the same power, but... All of them can turn yeah. into fire. Basically, as soon as you become a black belt uh, patron, we we uh, expose you to space gamma radiation, and you get a power. You, you get, get a power. Uh, so far, we're four for four with uh, the flame power. Yeah, which um, is pretty statistically unlikely. We're we're really hoping that nobody gets the rock power, where uh, they become a Ken doll down there. I'm pretty sure they'd probably they'd probably dropping a patron after that. <laughs> <laughs> These guys made me into a Ken doll. <laughs> Sorry, Beyond Burnson. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to become a patron, head over to patreon.com. Click on the patron link on our homepage. Carlos, my friend, my colleague, my roommate, what have you been up to? I have not week? been up to a whole lot. Uh, let's see. I thought about watching Umbrella Academy yesterday. That did not happen. You I've played a, played a so little So wait, you didn't watch Umbrella Academy, you didn't get day drunk. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Something productive? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so this last week <laughs> That was pretty good, Carlos. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, last week uh I played a, a little bit of uh, Dark Souls and I played a little bit of uh, Bloodborne, and then I played a little bit of the Samurai game because I've been enjoying that. As that game is beautiful looking, I've watched videos of it. It does look very beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, I play uh, well a lot with any like a uh, Samurai game. Like I think Neo N I O H, like which is another kind of like Dark is a Dark Souls like game. Uh, those I kind of like. I play with uh, the Japanese audio, so it's subtitled because it's a Samurai thing. So I right. I want the. I helped uh, I helped Eric put up his uh, 75 inch OLED yesterday, uh, and he has the PS4 Pro, right? Yeah. And you, I put that that Samurai game on there, and holy fuck, did that look amazing! Oh yeah. Like I want an OLED now. The dark, <laughs> the blacks are so black. <laughs> but you'd also have to kind of have a game that really uses like a lot of black. Oh yeah. Well, I know, but like for movies and stuff too. Yeah. But. yeah. Like if we, at least with like the Samurai game, actually, it's not a lot of like it's very colorful. It's not all browns like well, which, and you like, need that after last thing. of us yeah yeah because that movie or that that game is just dark yeah. in tone and in color yeah gotta get some color in there but yeah that's uh 
that's been my last week. Nothing really exciting. Did a, We did a dump run yesterday. Got rid of some we stuff. We did. We did. And it was much cheaper than expected. Yeah. It cost me $15 to get old, rid of an old lawnmower. And right. that was surprising. Yeah. It, you can tell that we're starting to get old because that excites us. Yeah. yeah it's a good excitement. Well, I feel really like is. every time we've ever done a dump run, like we've been surprised at how little it cost us relatively. Yep. Well, it's because you look it up online and it seems like it's going to cost a lot more. Yeah, like when we heard when I heard you say fifteen dollars a chair, it's like, oh well, all right, I guess we're there's. I figured it was gonna be like one hundred and fifteen bucks. Yeah, man, it wasn't. It was great. It was fantastic. Anything else? Nope, not really. All right, Matthew, let's what? talk about you. What? What have you been up to, man? Uh, I turned thirty-one on Tuesday. How yeah. you feel, old happy, man? Happy birthday. Uh, I feel old now. Well, I mean, welcome to the club. Yeah, no, I mean, right, right, right. Club no, yeah, thirty-one. That, 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 you're, you're the last one to reach there. No, that twenty-five to thirty was just fine, but now thirty-one was just like a. Uh, this is weird. Well, I turned thirty-one, and the COVID. Yeah, the continued. COVID happened for you. Yeah, yeah, the continues. It continues. Yeah, Carlos caused COVID by turning thirty-one. Fuck you, Carlos. I think it could be argued that it was happening already. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we weren't talking about it until after your birthday. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, my birthday happened. Uh, I worked all morning, and then uh, I went to my parents' house, and I played team cribbage with my father and Andy Peterson and our friend Henry, and that was a lot of fun. I actually have a question. How did you do team cribbage? Because I'm I, I'm aware cribbage is a game, and I'm aware it's normally a two person game, right? Yeah. So you play with more than two people. You need to know the rules of cribbage before you get into the two. Well, I'm already at a disadvantage there because I go. barely understand yeah. how when I was playing. Basically, it. when you're dealing shit out, you you deal one less card when you're doing team cribbage. And then when it's your crib, I'm playing for your crib or else whoever your partner is. And then, yeah. So where it, does the baby go? In the crib. Just toss it in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to shake. Ta- don't shake it. Just toss it in the crib. <laughs> No, yeah, that that happened. It was pretty fun. Uh, next thing we know, a thirty rack's gone, and uh, next thing we know, Andy and Henry are going to get more beer, so they brought more beer. And then next thing I know, I was asleep by seven o'clock, yeah, or I'm, passed I'm, out I'm, by seven o'clock. I'm glad I didn't come over that night. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't because I, I got I got a text about six thirty. Oh, uh-huh. so that yeah, good thing you didn't come over then. Yep, yep. No, uh, but it was a it was a good. I didn't want to party. I didn't want anything. I just wanted to hang nice out. Nice little low key. It, it was it chill, was a nice yeah. low key hangout. I wish I could have made it longer, but I didn't. Uh, but yeah, then last well, you were th- pretty exhausted the night before too. Well, yeah, I opened uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So all those early days just kind of added up, and it was like seven o'clock sounds like a good bedtime. Uh, what else did I do? Last night I woke up at the top of my stairs. Yep. <laughs> Wait, was it when you Wait, say the, this morning you woke up at the top yep, of your stairs? Five Wait, in the morning. In your hallway? Yeah. Outside your apartment? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no phone or keys. <laughs> no phone, keys, glasses. So that's why you were probably in the hallway then. It was because you couldn't get inside. <laughs> I think I think I I think I whittled it down to what actually happened was uh, I biked home from Johnny's and uh, I locked my bike up and I'm like oh it's really beautiful out right now I'm just gonna sleep right here so I tried to fall asleep on my front porch because my glasses and my phone were lit and my keys were all laid out very nicely next to my bike like I would have laid next to him like all right I'll wake up in the morning they'll all be right here oh okay. But then in the middle of the night, I think it got cold. And or it started f- raining, too. Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then that's probably another reason why. So there we go. There's more more to my equation. So I threw on my sweater, and it was backwards. And uh, <laughs> I guess I probably couldn't get into my apartment. I may have peed in my hallway. I don't know for sure. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I woke up at 5.56, and I was like, what the... F- wait, what? And I was in the in my hallway. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. You're living. You're a 31 year old living a 21 year old life. I know. I know. I don't know, man. You're fine. <laughs> when I woke up too, I was just like, I grabbed my spare key, and it doesn't quite work in my door either. So you got to like fiddle it just right. So I think I spent like an hour just like. There's. And finally opened it up. God damn! And then I get in there. I'm like, oh my god, my apartment's exactly how I left it at 7 p.m. Yeah, uh, that's the last of like my memory that I really, really have. And then I went out front and had a cigarette, and I was like, "What the hell is going on in my life right now? I don't understand a thing." And then I look over to the right, and I'm like, "Oh, there's my glasses, my phone, and my keys." <laughs> 
And that's how my day started. Oh, man. We've all had those days. Those are usually- I haven't. I've never had that. Really? I've never passed on the hallway and maybe pissed it. That's never been a thing that happened to me. <laughs> Have you ever woken up in a spot that you didn't remember going? What about the time that you tried to walk into the wrong house through the window? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, somebody moved our house, and they moved where the door was. No, yeah, this 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 last one was literally like when I was twenty one, on my twenty first birthday, and waking up in somebody's basement, an unfinished basement with just a couch in the middle of it, being like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" That 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 was last night for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I blame the pandemic, man. It's done weird things to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've... I, I really didn't drink that much last night either. Something literally was like... Pfft. It was just like, yeah. You know, and like, yeah. I, I've had that happen too. Like five Sneaks years right in up and I'm just you. like, I don't remember what happened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I blacked out like that. Let's just say. <laughs> um, yeah, shit. Uh, anything else, man? No, but <laughs> all right. Let's see things that I've done. Uh, I've done a fuck ton of packing. Yeah. Uh, our living. We've uh, so Carlos and I are slowly taking all of our possessions and putting in them in one room so we can just burn everything at once. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it'll make it a lot easier for the fire insurance people. I think so. It I will. think so. Yeah, a lot of cardboard in there too to make it sure that it's keep going. No, uh, so the the brewing area is completely uh, shut down. Um, I got some bo- cases of bottles that I have to slowly re- that I've been slowly recycling. Uh, the studio is pretty empty. Yep. Um, but we're yeah. So next week is uh, official teardown. So after we shut the mics off for after DOO next week, we will tear down. And the next you will hear from us on this show, at least is from the next, from the new studio. I guess I should probably ask the question. Like, are we going to try to get a show on like the couple, like after we've moved in, uh, let's uh September 1st the, or is that? No, no, no. The, the first, September. hang I got to look at the, it'd be August 30th. Uh, the first show from the new studio is planned for, um, ba, 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 the sixth of September. All right, so we'll be uh, so moving. Uh, so a week after moving weekend, I'll be getting my tattoo on the fourth. Very nice. And then yeah, we have Madeline that that the follower. Oh, that, that really? Week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because we did it. Uh, we did it a week earlier this year. Oh, and I guess I should uh, when we're talking about time. Next week is Game Sun Quick. So if you is want it? to participate, if you want, oh, doesn't to it start nice. tonight? No, it's it's next month. Next week. Okay. Well, you I, I, me it was I, next month. I had a double check today because I don't. I have a hard time remembering how calendars work. How are they doing that? It's not going to be convention, right? Uh, no, no. It's going to be from each people people's individual uh, okay. locations. Yep, yep. Nope. So uh, it's going to probably be a rough one for them to try to raise as much money as they normally do. But, but at the I'm same time, we might have some epic world uh, world records because they'll be in the comfort of their own home instead of in front of an audience. Yeah, but then you don't have people going y- yelling stuff in the background. Like, I know. Yeah, so you lose some of that energy. Oh, I know. Just like so. any sports thing going yeah. on right now. Because like there's there's still like our periodic like a uh, world record set during runs. Just even oh, with yeah. all that, just because there's that little bit extra going on. I'm really looking forward to it. So our listeners, if they're into watching other people play video games, should maybe check it out next week. Also, maybe think about donating for a good cause. Yeah, it'll be something then to I'll watch. Then I'll get to put it on at the bar at nighttime. Oh my god, people! Got I'll so make sure. Last I'll make year. sure to remind oh, nice. you. Yeah, please do. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I went camping on Friday night. Did a little uh, overnight. I uh, got to hang out with uh, with longtime show friend Zach. Uh, for a while. Mango vodka! Yeah, he, uh, yeah, we, well, you know, we had that, we had a 31-year-old evening, apparently, <laughs> where, um, Pete, uh, fell down, and, uh, but then drank some water and he was fine, and Zach, uh, you know, had, had a little mat, mat action in the morning where he, you know, got a little ill, and... Oh, that happens, that happens to the best of us. Yep. Did he uh, did he fall asleep asleep outside his tent like and have like his have, take his phone out his keys out and his wallet <laughs> out, put him by his head and then forget about that and, like try to get in his tent later like later and I just couldn't open no the zipper. so like where 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 we were where we were camped like my tent um like the the best flat spot I found for my tent was like a good like thirty yards from theirs so like I just walked off into the darkness when it was bedtime. And I was actually the last one, or one of the last ones standing, which doesn't usually happen. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, Pete was actually the first one to go to bed. Wow. 
Yeah, a little boy's growing up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so did that. Uh, then went and uh, saw Eric Wood uh, for the first time in about a year and saw his his new baby and his new house. She's got a lot of new shit going on. And you got a lot of his old boxes. Yes, I did go pick up a bunch of old boxes. Uh, we had some uh, some really good loggers. Uh, he's been... So you know how like he was super into stouts a few years ago, like so. Big yeah, stouts, I definitely remember that. Big big stouts and hazy IPAs. Well, now it's the loggers, yeah. and I'm way more on board with the logger train. I'm so surprised he moved from that other stuff that I remembered him doing. Oh, also, uh, big news, very big news. Uh, Oktoberfest season has started. Uh, Staghorn is in stores. Uh, what, what was that eye roll for, Matt? What was that eye roll for? It's August 8th. What the fuck? Why does anybody give a shit about Because that? we don't have anything else to live for right now. <laughs> All the salesmen are coming in. We got Oktoberfest season. Co- I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I care because my life is sad right now, okay? Well, you gotta- mean, you've been able to buy fucking Liney's Oktoberfest since July now. Yeah, but that's like, a that's shitty so- Oktoberfest. I know, but it's so fucking dumb. The good ones are out now. Why not actually make it a special thing that only happens in September and October? Like, uh, why, because, well, why yeah, do we the- have to start August all the time? Oh, because first of all, Oktoberfests are meant to be drank in September, not in October, dum-dum. Well, that's why I said, why not just make it a special thing in this September is, well, and well, October? Because, because you need them for Renfest. That isn't happening this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, guys, I'm not going to go to Renaissance uh, Festival with you guys this year. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have our own. I'm going to wear my Ren garb during I'll our housewarming party. Too. I'll wear mine too. That's right. We're going to have Mexican food in Renaissance Festival. <laughs> <laughs> have like uh, some like floating. Do like, we at uh, least do we know somebody that'll actually wear the bosom popping things? You know, Carlos. Nah. <laughs> no. But like we could have like uh, some like floating like horses. And then try to do a joust. We could have a joust in the pool. (laughs) We'll find out if uh, Pete's new girlfriend is is likes uh, Renaissance festivals. Oh, there you go. Maybe she'll dress up as the the bar. Well, now you're just now it's just weird. Yeah, you can't be the first thing you ask her when you meet her. Well, it's not going to be. But (laughs) we'll be like, hey, do you like to make your rack pop? I can see it now. Pete, do you, you like, like the Renaissance Festival? Do you like making? I got a proposal for you. I can I can see it now. Like people, hey, you want to know what my friends are like? Here, we'll listen to this episode of. Uh, <laughs> we need a wench for our housewarming party. <laughs> he said it. He said it. God damn it. Uh, yeah. So beyond that, it's just been uh, packing as usual. So yeah, that's just kind of what. It's like nothing even happened. Yeah, just just moving on from that one, um, Carlos. Uh, should we pass around the beer that we're going to try? Well, I think I should, I got to open this one because, uh, I should too. Um, yeah. So, uh, going around the table right now is, uh, Modelo Especial. Um, that sounds truly. What is that? Uh, it is actually a, um, a cerveza, uh, de Mexico. Oh, cerveza means beer. It does. It is. Uh, yeah. So this is a well balanced uh, taste, light hop character with a crisp, clean finish. Modelo Especial is characterized by an orange blossom honey aroma with a hint of herb. Uh, Modelo Especial contains water, barley, uh, barley malt, non malted cereals, and hops at four percent or four point four percent alcohol um, and one hundred and forty four calories. Uh, it is also vegan. If you were curious about that, I know uh, every once in a while you you. You, you, you think about going vegan and then uh, well, uh, you go well, the opposite. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a number we could call to try and interview somebody on the side of the camp. <laughs> Let's not. Uh, no, uh, but in all seriousness, uh, we didn't have a chance to get a beer. And then we realized that we had never actually talked about Modelo on the show as a beer that we tasted. So I'm kind of curious, like looking at it with more of a critical eye. Instead of just a... It is is also the beer of the studio, so... It is the beer of the studio, which will not change in the new studio. Until we find a new beer of the studio, then it will change. That's true. Um, All right, Carlos, talk to me about this beer. It's light. It's got a good taste to it. Um, And uh, the great thing about, like, uh, any of these Mexican lagers is that they actually do go fantastically well with Mexican food. Yes. Like if I, whenever I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I always get a large, whatever, either like a Modelo or Dos or, yep. or something to go with uh, 
and go with my food because that just pairs perfectly. And the beer by itself, even if you're not, you make some food, still good. Yeah. It's very refreshing, too. Matt? Uh, it's a cerveza. It's uh, nice and light and just fine, easy drinking. Uh, it is definitely better than Corona, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it feels I like, like it. I like it out of a can better mm-hmm. than I do the bottle. Well, it's the same with Corona. I like it yep. out of a can better than I like it in a bottle because it doesn't get skunked. Yep. But uh, don't. It's 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 an easy drinking beer. It's great. It's wonderful, and uh, it's just what the studio D needs. Um, yeah, it's it's almost cereally like uh, in aroma. Like it's like it's like corn, um, almost like a little corn flaky. It's a special. Uh, flavor wise, it's slightly sweet. Like I can definitely see what they're saying with like the orange blossom honey. Um, like because there's it's it's just slightly sweet, but it also finishes very dry, and you're like, oh, that was nice. Should I get some more? Well, yes, I should. So it's got that smell of uh, cornflakes. Would you say that's more than good? Would you, in fact, say that it's great? You know, that, that's, um, that's frosted flakes. That's, that's frosted flakes. Those are the same thing, right? No, nope. no. Cornflakes have the rooster. Does the tiger on. not sell both of them? No, no. cornflake the is roost, the rooster. Yeah, the cornflake is the rooster. Wow, I do not know my cereal trivia trivia at all. What is that noise. I don't know. You heard it too, though, right? Oh yeah, numerous okay. times. There's a train, probably. It must be the neighbors. That's what I'm excited for. No shared wall. Yeah. All right. Um, what were we talking about? Especial. Oh, especial. Cereal. Carlos, give me a number. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this. I like the lions. I do too. You know, it really is exactly what it needs to be. I'm gonna give it an eight. All right. Same. I will also give it an Ocho. Ocho. That means eight for our listeners. Carlos, you have to turn to the camera and say eight. There is a camera. Ocho. Oh, eight. Oh, I have to say that. And then swiper, no swiping. Oh, I I never saw that show. I don't know anything about that, so. Eight. (laughs) Swiper, no swiping. Mine zoomed in over there. Oh, there you go. Carlos is off in the distance on his, so. There is that. Eight. Can you name other things that have eight? Spiders. That's right. That's also right. I give up. Those are the only things that have eight. Wait, stop sign? No? And and also, treasure chests have pieces of eight. No, it's a hexagon. Is it? Yes, it's it's six Six. sides. Or is it an octagon? Octagons have eight sides. What what, What shape is a stop sign? It's a pentagon or a hexagon? It's not a pentagon. I thought it was a hexagon. I think it's a hexagon. Six. It's six. Okay. Yeah, that's a hex. Okay. I was right then, but you made me question myself. Sorry. (sighs) You're like a little mind We're really good at geometry, guys. Well, we were both right. It wasn't eight. The entire year of geometry class in uh, high school or middle school definitely taught us. The Department of Offense presents news with Casey. That's, That's him. Are you fucking taking my thunder, you yep. motherfucker? Yep. You're going to get muted from now on. Oh. <laughs> I won't remember. <laughs> on a sunny afternoon, two wizards in long black robes and pointed hats sat down for a coffee in one of New Zealand's biggest cities. It wasn't Halloween and they weren't on their way to a costume party. Uh, and while they attracted attention from passersby, there was no finger pointing or all out stares. That's because in Christchurch, New Zealand, seeing a wizard isn't completely out of the ordinary. For decades, the city has had an official wizard. Born in the United K- Kingdom, uh, Ian Brackenbury uh, Channel settle, uh, settled in New Zealand in the, in the 1970s, where he became known as the Wizard. As if to reinforce how serious he is, he even held a New Zealand driver's license issued to The Wizard. (laughs) Although he says he hasn't officially changed his name, uh, over the years he's become a fixture in the city. On the paved square in front of Christ Church's cathedral, he pontificated on his life theories, wore wizard robes, and became such a well-known figure that he earned himself a TripAdvisor rating of 4 out of 5 stars. Uh, since 1998, he's been paid 16,000 New Zealand dollars, or about uh, 10,400 annually, by the Christchurch City Council for wizardry. Or for wizardry, 
Now, age 87, the wizard spends less time in the public eye. He wants to find a successor and appears to have uh, got one in 39-year-old Ari Freeman, who teaches guitar and fronts a psychedelic funk band. Uh, as he and Freeman sit at a table outside a sunny inner city cafe, a middle-aged cyclist calls out to them, No casting spells, fellas. <laughs> Can't promise anything, Freeman says. Uh, this so, is fun. I like the story. <laughs> so the story goes on. Um, this is way better than news I've been reading. <laughs> so the story goes on. So basically, um, the original The Wizard, um, you know, moved into Christchurch in the 70s um, and just started, like, doing his thing. Um, and then, like, local city councilmen or, like, uh, the first, like, big, uh, like, big, like, wizard thing that he did uh, was apparently a local town uh, or, like, a local region in New Zealand was suffering a drought. So uh, the the agricultural council of that area um, hired him to come out to their fair and bring the rain. That's fun. And so he started, like, doing his or casting his spell and then the rain started. That's and great. so in the in the story, they apparently just shot or uh, he moved out into a tent in the rain and just started drinking all of the free whiskey that everybody was giving him. That is fun. <laughs> and so um, he's even what a life. He's, that he's sounds like a good life. He's been uh, he, uh, since the 80s. The 80s uh, was the very first prime minister to acknowledge him um, and make him the official wizard of New Zealand. Where uh, you know to to deal with all of the wizardry that needs to happen, uh, and this just keeps reinforcing. And then every PM since then has acknowledged. Does he have an opinion on Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah, he says the hobbits were right, and that uh, a simple life is better. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He has he has opinions on everything. Some of his opinions are pretty outdated. Uh, this wizard, uh, so the new wizard, uh, is so he the new wizard started uh, a while back. Um, and he's, you know, apprenticing and they don't, they, they get along, but they don't agree on everything. Sure. Uh, cause the old wizard holds some, well, he's, he's in his eighties. He holds some old views like climate change isn't real and stuff <laughs> well, like that. Well, I mean, that. he brought the rain. So clearly it's controlled by wizards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there must be an evil council of wizards. Uh, no, but so he started doing this because, uh, he was a, he was a college professor, um, at, at a he, uh, in England and in Australia, um, and uh, yeah, and then he was he was tired of the stuffiness of academia and that there wasn't any fun or whimsy in it, so he started to become a wizard. Hmm. Makes perfect sense to me. And then it so does. Yeah, it so really does. yeah, so they ran him out of the colleges. So he went to New Zealand. Oh, they they, <laughs> they wouldn't let him teach class in a wizard hat. Nope. He must not have been there long enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's yeah, it, it's it's a fantastic story, and just like I love New Zealand for shit like this, and the fact that they can cure the coronavirus by you know being very smart. Well, well so but no, so now we know how uh, they were actually able to keep it out of their country completely because uh, they have a wizard. Yeah. Also, they are very careful in the fact that they had three people that had coronavirus recently, but that was because they had come from out of country. Yeah. So they had went right into quarantine for two weeks. Yep. Shut down those borders. Shh, shh. It's because of the wizard. Okay. Oh, the wizard, wizard also yeah, helps. Just the wizard. Just but the maybe, wizard. you know, like they also made some smart decisions. Just saying. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I love the story. It was it was heartwarming. It was whimsical. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's so a good story. Research some New Zealand wizards. And also, I love that he makes sixteen thousand dollars a year. I know. Right. <laughs> that means, though, that he has to also have something else on the side that he makes money. Well, with. no. So uh, so I actually did a little bit more research. Um, he hasn't paid taxes in New Zealand ever. Really? Yeah. Because uh, he's never actually officially held a job in New Zealand, just wizard. <laughs> okay. Um, and so there's a, I mean, I guess that's an amount of that that amount. No, of money. so so he's 87. So when he started getting uh, uh, paid was around the time that he would have qualified for like the New Zealand pension program. All right. And so uh, it's basically, I think it's like four thousand less than the pension program because he never paid into it. And so it's their way of giving him the pension program and... Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a really cool, like, kind of like a heartwarming thing of, like, the government actually doing what it's supposed to do and taking right. care of its people. Right. And having a wizard that and casts a wizard, spells. yes. Man. No, the only way the government should take care of him is if he's a big business and he also gives them the sen their uh, senators money. Hmm. 
They don't have senators. Well, maybe they do. I don't know how New Zealand works. It has wizards. <laughs> uh, all right. There are a few potential reactions. Uh, there are a few potential reactions to being attacked by a bear. Stand your ground and attempt to square, square, uh, scare it off. Square it off. What? Square off with it. Uh, run away, or perhaps curl up into the fetal position and hope for the best. The U.S. government has now, however, officially advised against the most cowardly option, I would say the smartest option, pushing over a slower friend to save yourself. <laughs> the National Park Service has warned against sacrificing another person uh, to an irate bear. I irate bear. Even if you think the friendship has run its course uh, in a rather informal set of recommendations posted on Facebook. Bear attacks are rare, but a real threat in parts of the U.S., with a man recently videoing his own uh, mangled hand and arm after encountering a grizzly in an abandoned shed in Montana. In a separate so it inc- wasn't so abandoned. Right? Yeah, the bear lived there. Uh, in a separate incident this week, wildlife officials in Alaska killed four bears suspected do, of Do bears have the right to bear arms? Of course they do. So he was the bear was standing its ground? Yeah. Because it was his property. <laughs> No, no, no. So bears, bears have the right to bear arms, but they, uh, they don't have the, they don't have property rights. Oh, they don't get property rights. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. No, actually, that's been something that people have been fighting for is to get the equal bear vote. But you see, but they traded that the their property rights, if I remember right, for the rights to your picnic baskets. That sounds about right. Your picnic basket. Yeah. All righty. Um, we're, we're, we're on top of bear law. Hey, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. We're going to Jellystone. All right. Uh, bear attacks are. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, Alaska killed four bears suspected of involvement in the death of a man uh, who was mauled while clearing a trail behind his property. There have been a record number of grizzly bear t- bears attacks in the Yellowstone region uh, in, 2020, or in 2020. Possibly it's kind of weird that they put a bear down for attacking a human. It's like... Well, once they once they do it once, yeah. they're a lot more likely... It's, it's, it's the same reason they put down fed bears, too. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's just a massive liability. Um, yeah, so in 2020 in Yellowstone, uh, there's been a, a record number of that bear That show those, those fed bears for working for the man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because of the increase of people hiking in the region uh, in search of a respite from the pandemic lockdowns. And also, a lot of these people are not outdoors people until oh, this like year. Oh, like those people taking a picture with the buffalo and being like, oh, look at the buffalo. The buffalo sounds, will kill you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it starts charging at the people there and she falls to the ground. It's like, thank God you fell to the fucking ground, dumbass. Oh, man. So actually, Buffalo dangerous. So this strategy though of not pushing your friend over and then running away, I have a question. What's yep. your question? Isn't that isn't like pushing your friend over and then running away actually heroic what? from a certain sense? Because you're pushing your friend down, so it's like they're playing dead and you're running away, so you're now the running target. No. So the bear might chase after Carlos, you. Carlos, Carlos, motives are are like it's it's all about motive in that situation. And in this case, it's heroic because I saved my friend by knocking him over. Carlos, that's Carlos. The first. In your heart, what was your motive? To survive or to take the flack from the bear? <laughs> I know you. It was to survive. Well, to be fair, I don't know if I would run right. Like, it's one of those situations where, like, I don't know in a life or death situation whether I'd actually move right away. Freeze. No, it'd be like, oh, there's a bear right there. Is there something I'm supposed to do now? So, uh, I'm glad that you said that. So, if you encounter a bear, (laughs) well, that seemed to work out nicely. (laughs) If you encounter a bear, uh, you are advised to move away uh, uh, slowly and sideways. This allows you to keep an eye on the bear and avoid tripping. Also, bears are not known to go after crabs, and the crabs yep. move sideways. Yeah, and moving sideways is also non-threatening threatening because of crabs. Uh, do not run. Uh, like dogs, they will cheat. They will chase fleeing animals, and I can't read today for some reason. So I was really right. Weird. It was heroic. Um, the uh, message warns, or escape up a tree as... Uh, most bears can climb. Now you said sideways. Can you do the hammer dance? Like just do it that sideways? Uh, no, no. That's 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 something that would be quick. You want to move very slowly and deliberately. But it's not threatening, though. Uh, no, you're, the hammer you're, dance isn't threatening. No, yeah, you're sa- you're taunting though. You're saying you can't touch this. What if you're wearing? Which is the last thing you want to say to a bear? What if you're wearing parachute pants? Hey, bear. Again. Can't touch this. Bad Bright plan. orange. Bad plan. pants. Yeah, no, the bear just, like, you're the bear, You're taunting the bear. Stop taunting the bear. <laughs> okay. 
God, I seriously though, in all seriousness, I'd be scared shitless if I saw a grizzly bear. That'd be the most. Grizzlies scary are terrifying. Thing. Little black bears are adorable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna get. You're not like the odds of being killed by a black bear are so like a grizzly. It'll fuck you up just for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like we've made a lot of fun about. We made a lot of fun about that one movie, The Revenant. But also, that is one of the most terrifying scenes I've ever seen in a movie. What because a, what? it could really happen to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we made so much fun no, of wait, Leo wait, wait, in that wait a movie. Matt, could, you, could you remind me what we were making fun of in that movie? Uh, a bear raping Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, <basically>. that's <laughs> right. Thank you for reminding me. But no, it's actually you vicious. You just wanted him to say bear rape again. But yeah. no, it did, like, yeah, that watching that on screen is terrifying as fuck to me because, yes, I do not want that What's to that happen. What's that other, the bear movie with Anthony Hopkins, uh, the, the Edge? Uh, ye, not The Rock because The Rock's was, the Alcatraz yeah, one. I think it's The, the Goofy movie? No. No. I think, it's, I think it is The Edge. Yeah. I remember seeing that one. Yeah, because is it. Tommy Lee Jones in there too? No, no, it's Anthony Hopkins and the guy who's on SNL like a Benicio lot. Del Toro is also in it. Really? Yeah. It's Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. I feel like I thought, was Bal- I thought it was Baldwin in it. He might be in it too. Like he, he was like him and... Oh, it was, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. It was Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins, I think. I feel like we're uh, not warning about the most devious of bears. What's that? The Berenstein bears. They're trying to teach you well, a lesson that. at every goddamn turn. Do you remember going to the uh, the old tree when we were at uh, f- uh, Valley Fair when we were kids? I bet yep. you it's not there anymore. What? That's Berenstein bears don't exist anymore. Well, yeah, they do. We just talked about them. It's the same idea as it's not Camp Snoopy anymore. It's Nickelodeon Universe. Oh, and it's Berenstein. I'm sorry. Berenstein bears. Who could pronounce Valley it? Valley right? Fair. Nobody either. can. Uh, and when I'm a kid, when I was a kid, it was the Bernstein Bears. No, but we're not going to get into that. Well, you know, uh, hang on. I'm 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 seeing a very important thing here. Ooh, what is it? Uh, attraction timeline. Ooh, we got a timeline. Yes. Uh, okay. Opened in '76, featuring 20 rides. I wonder what took over that area. Um. Well, hang on. We don't know that it's gone yet. All right, attractions. Thrill rides, family rides, water rides. What's a Planet Snoopy? That came in 2011. Uh, oh, what? Planet what? Snoopy? Maybe that took over the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, where's... It doesn't... Hang on. It does. It's not even on the list. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't remember this, this Berenstein Bear thing that really? you guys are talking about what? at all. It's a giant tree that was next to the wooden roller coaster and the corkscrew roller coaster. Don't remember, I, I, I went to like that place like twice... And I, I mean, it was I just on your How normal could I walk. Not? We're talking about which which, which location we're we talking about. Uh, Valley Fair. Fair. Yeah, no, it's like it's, I went there twice, and I actually, it was okay. You've only been there twice. Yeah. Well. Okay. Wait. All right. So it mentions it on the okay B E R E N. I I like for whatever reason it can't I can't fucking find it in the the other one was uh when I was at oh my brother got in trouble stealing there though. Okay, so it opened in 94. Okay. Um, let's see if it closed. All right, didn't close in the 2000s. It might still be there, but maybe it did get I'm guessing it just got rebranded. Well, like that's, everything else. that's a bummer. Because now there's Simpson World at uh, Island of Adventure for Universal down in Florida. When uh, when I was a kid, it was still Dr. Seuss, but then they changed it to the Simpson world later on. Well, can we talk about how dumb the rebranding of Camp Snoopy was? Yeah, I know Nickelodeon Universe. Oh, fuck that! Camp well, Snoopy was dope. Uh, but I don't. I kind of also get it though. Like it kind of makes too. more sense though because kids of that age, yep. kids of that age were way more into Nickelodeon than Snoopy. Kids that age, like kids, don't give a shit what Casey, it seemed like. Kids our age weren't really into that Snoopy. Like we knew it was around, but we didn't like watch. It religiously. I love the Peanuts. No, yeah, but like. Yeah, so the modeling like wasn't important. It was it was cool to go there and like the way it like that uh, like that summer camp theme fit really well with the Mall of America. Look, at least and the, at least the Twin you Cities. You can still see like the chair where the home run or like where the thing was. Look, and, at yeah. least the Twin Cities still has the, all the Snoopy statues everywhere. They still do have those, right? Most have taken Some, down. Yeah, what? Most, most are gone. Mm-hmm. There's, there's still really one sad. in Woodbury. Is there? Yep. That's yeah. I'm actually sad about that. It makes sense for the kids being like, oh, I can go jump on the pineapple house from Spongebob. Oh, I can go ride on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Could we replace statues of Confederate generals with Snoopy? Please do. Do it. 
Because we all know he was on the Confederate side, right? <laughs> the Red Baron. I mean, he was on the he was on the wrong side, and he was on the losing side of World War One. Yep. Wow. That's something I should have noticed more. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a Canadian brewery has apologized for unwittingly naming one of its beers after a Maori word uh, that is commonly used to mean pubic hair. <laughs> uh, Hell's Basement Brewery in Alberta said it released its Huru Huru uh, Pale Ale two years ago, thinking it meant feather. But Maori TV personality uh, Te Hamao uh, Nikora uh, pointed out the common interpretation of the word in a Facebook video. The brewery's founder said the product would now be rebranded. We acknowledge that we did not consider the commonplace use of the term huruhuru as a reference to pubic hair, and that consultation with a Mori representative would have been better ref- uh, been a better reference than online dictionaries. Actually, though, they should ask, though, should we actually change the name or do we want to keep this name? And just lean into it. Yeah. It's like, we apologize for that, and in our apology, we will keep calling our beer pubic hair. All righty. Um, a nudist bather uh, who chased a wild boar near a Berlin lake after it stole his laptop was applauded by onlookers after a successful pursuit. The photographer who captured the drama said the unidentified nudist was happy uh, for her to share the images, which show or for yeah, uh, which show him in bare bottom pursuit of the boar and her two piglets, while fellow bathers look on in amusement. Nature Strikes Back, wrote uh, Adele Landauer, a personal coach on Facebook. I showed the man the photos. He laughed heartily and gave me permission to make them public. The man was sunbathing naked at the, uh, oh man, Tefalesi uh, in West Berlin, a popular and yep, perfectly- you said it correct. I'm, I'm an expert on that. Just say the main river in Berlin, basically. Uh, no, he wasn't at a li- river. He's at a lake. It's in the downtown Berlin one where everybody just bathes naked. Uh, it's a, it's a, I, I don't know where the Tefalesi is. Okay. I mean, no, there's we, one word. No, I mean, the, there's the river that runs through Berlin, but mm-hmm. they were at a lake. Oh, okay. And so I'm not sure. Either way. Yeah. Also, the coolest park in Berlin is the one, um, in East Berlin where the airfield was that they converted Ooh, into a park. Uh, that sounds really cool. it's super dope. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go back to Berlin, go there. Um, it is awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, a popular and perfectly legal practice in the German capital is, uh, as part of what is known as FKK or free corpor culture, free body, free body culture. Um, the wild boar. I guess that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. The wild boar, uh, sightings of which have become increasingly common, uh, had apparently spotted a pizza being eaten by the other bathers. Bathers. It seized a yellow bag containing the man's laptop, probably believing it to contain food, and was chased by the man into the undergrowth. Because the bag contained his laptop, he uh, gave it his all, even though he was in his birthday suit. Uh, the boar's uh, flight was slowed by a cardboard box in its path. The man clapped his hands and hit the ground with a stick, prompting the boar to drop the laptop. Another this, witness said, uh, when he returned from the forest, everyone applauded him. This story is anything but boring. <laughs> All I know is I wish America was as free as the rest of the countries when it comes to that kind of shit. I don't know, like, the nude sunbathing thing, never really my cuppa, but that's fine. Everybody mm-hmm. else, do what they want. Like, I don't care. I like, I mean, I like being able to pee a lot more places. Mm-hmm. Public urinals are the greatest yeah, thing ever. True. Like, street that's urinals? True. I don't know. I feel like I'd abhor street urinals. <laughs> All I know is violence is glorified in America and nudity is shunned upon. But nudity's the best. Nudity didn't win us any wars. Guns did. It. I mean, it may have lost us some. It lost us some too. We've never become any sort of quagmire that lasted twenty years. No, never, never. No, never. we aren't still in anything happening right no, now. No, right? no, no. Uh, so, question for you, Carlos, because I know you know this better than I do. What was our discussion topic for tonight? Oh, I think we talked about coming up with one, but we just like failed partway through. Oh, weren't we going to invent something? Yeah. Yeah, because we have a long well, what, history. What, what problem are we solving? I don't know. That's a good question. Like, we have a long history of inventing pretty cool things, like the amazing ice fest God damn that it, I Carlos, invented years ago. This is the exact same thing. Like, you can't you can't just plot the... So do you rehearse in the mirror, like, what you're going to say during a show? No. Is that how you get so quippy? No, that's not how it works. But I'm just saying... I literally heard... I literally heard this. But our listeners did hear us 
hear me bring up a previous thing that happened on an episode. Like, I don't know what episode it was on, but we brought where I invented the ice fest and it was an amazing idea. And maybe people were against this. it for some reasons. Uh, the ice fest was a terrible plan. I think that might have just been one of the episodes where it's just me and Carlos. Casey's reason was reasoning that it was a bad idea was because he said it would give you hypothermia. Yeah, it's it's a vest, right? Oh, vest. I thought yeah. you said fest. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's a vest that um, is full of ice. Yeah, I don't want that. But it's really hot outside. It's a bit muggy. Like you wear the ice vest, you're good. Yeah, and it and it chills your core body temperature down. So then you, you can stand the hot weather, and you can die. You're probably not going to die because you got the hot weather to keep you warm. Carlos, you, you you see you see the problem with what you said there. Now here's the thing about hypothermia. Your it qualifier. Takes, it takes some time before you die of hypothermia. How much time? <sighs> More than a little. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we fixing now, Carlos? Oh, yeah, Carlos, all right, give us give us a problem. All right. What is a common problem that plagues you on a nearly <laughs> daily basis? Oh, uh, we don't want to go with me as like an example. <laughs> I want to fix your problems, Carlos. Okay. My biggest problem is the fact that, like, you know, I get done with work and it's like, I don't want to do anything or, or it's like, but I really need to come up with something I got to do after work because otherwise, like, my life is completely empty. Carlos, and oh, then, I, I have I have I have a solution for your problems. And then I have to find uh, and like, so I need something that decides for me what I'm going to do next. I got this. It's called a chore wheel. And I'll get you one. <laughs> <laughs> But see, he's good at chores though because he'll mow the lawn when it needs to be mowed, or shovel the driveway. Yeah, so. no, but see, if he's look, if he's bored and looking for something to do, he could just oh, spin the chore the wheel. Chore wheel, okay, okay. I don't think that would have worked when I was a kid, and I don't think it'd work as an adult. I think it'll work. I think, I think I think we should try it at least. Like I feel I feel like you're poo pooing it before even giving it a fair shot. You're a coder now. Code yourself something to tell you what to do. Like ten of your favorite. But then I'm things. still telling myself what to do. But still, it'd be randomized then. Okay, well, so Carlos, your your problems can be solved by a magic eight ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah saying, like that's, that's why it's I a said, little cloudy like, right now. Try again later. Like that's what I'm saying. Like maybe uh, it's not the best idea. <gasps> yeah. Okay, Matt. What is a problem that plagues you? Uh, fuck. What is a problem that plagues me? Where have we solved all the problems? Do we just not have problems anymore? Oh, we definitely have problems, but they're just... Yeah, what else? I don't really know. I wish I would have thought about this before our podcast. <laughs> well, then you just need a goddamn time machine. Solve your problem, too. All right. Oh, time machine, that's what we need for everybody. No, uh, that sounds like a really yeah, bad no, time idea. Time machine is a terrible fucking plan. All right, I have an actual problem okay. that you guys can help me solve. All right. All right, so... We're in the process of moving, right? Yeah. Moving sucks. Yep. Packing your shit up into boxes. Yep. Putting those boxes Already into got- a bigger driving box. Already got a solution. And then unbox or then unloading the boxes and then having to put those items so back we in just the thing. Need a teleporter. No, I got a solution for this already. Yeah. Carlos, I would like you um to solve moving. Elves. Like the Keebler elves. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Without magic, motherfucker. You go to sleep at night. Well, then he's gonna hire a bunch of midgets. So. It's like those, like those cobblers. Can't use that term, man. Little people. No, they have to be smaller than that. You gotta be like, the, <laughs> you gotta be like the, the like you know the story, the classic story of the cobbler and the elves. Yeah. Wait, the underpants. Hey, on, Carlos, are elves like ants? Can they lift more than their bot? Like, yeah, Casey. How, how else do they like make shoes or whatever? Actually, there's a bunch of them. I don't know. I am assuming they can be boxes. <laughs> Because it's it's really important that they can How move boxes they make for this shoes, case. Casey. Actually, like, man, if they can't move boxes, then my, my plan falls apart really quickly. Oh, this just in, this just in. Elves cannot move boxes. I'm gonna have to go for. We don't know for sure, but because like otherwise, like I'm gonna have to go with a different idea. <laughs> but anyways, so you just gotta have like that. Just change it to gnomes, and you're just fine. You just gotta have the elves overnight. Like you go to sleep overnight, and you wake up, everything's boxed and ready to move. But you cannot ask, "How did everything get like this?" 
because if you ask the question, then they refuse to help you anymore. Because that's the moral of that story, I guess. That I don't, I don't. Wait, you were telling story. a morality tale? Well, that's the, that's the story of the cobbler. Wait, hey, no, what? No. Yeah, the cobbler, like they they did all the shoes for him every night. Actually, that guy is like he was he had the easy way. No, yeah, he had and a sweatshirt. Carlos, I don't, I don't, I don't. And then think... one night, oh, actually, this is a really uh. This is not a very feminist fem- friendly story because it was his wife, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that asked the question about the, the shoes and then the elves no longer helped them ever again. I don't think that's how that story goes. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> vaguely remembering this seems like that's what the story went. I don't hang on. So I pulled it up. Okay. Because. Um, all right. What are the last few paragraphs? Okay. So, all right. Well, it's it's a, it's a two paragraph story. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's a very long so, story. Well, there's, so there's three tales here, but like I'm gonna go with the first one. A poor, hardworking shoemaker uh, had so little leather that he could only make a single pair of shoes. One yep. evening, leaving uh, the pair uh, with the work unfinished, he went to bed and commended himself t- to God. After waking oh, up the no, next morning and saying stories? his prayers, he found the shoes completely finished and perfectly well made in his workbench. A customer soon entered the store, offered more than the usual price, uh, for he was fond of the pair. One evening, shortly before Christmas, the shoemaker said to his wife, Why don't we stay up tonight and see who is giving us this helping hand? And his wife agreed. Hiding in the corner of the room, they saw two little men working uh, quickly and nimbly on the shoes, then running away after the uh, after the work was uh, or after their work was completely finished. Uh, the next morning, uh, his wife said, The little men have made us wealthy. We must show them our thanks. They are running around with nothing on, freezing. She proposed to make them clothes, and the shoemaker agreed to make a pair of shoes for each of them. They did not stop until they had finished the work, and they hid themselves again. The couple saw that the little men delighted as they tried the beautiful little clothes and shoes. Then they danced out of the house and never returned. But the shoemaker uh, prospered in his business. So it's basically a morality tale telling you to pay your employees. Yeah, <laughs> Carlos. So we you should, have not like you. So, you can acknowledge them and then pay them. Okay. Like so, your idea is the wrong moral to pull I, from. This. I feel like acknowledging that you're the people working for you is not the right thing to do. I feel like that. Story what am I going to have to pay the health insurance now, Casey? That would break the bank. I can't afford little elf health insurance. That's like what twenty dollars. <laughs> Elfinance. Here's here's you want to hear the third one because it's it's like six sentences and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's, yeah, it sounds like exactly up my alley. Uh, a woman had her child taken by elves and substituted with a changeling. Her neighbor <laughs> advised her to set the changeling on the hearth, make a fire, and boil water in two eggshells. The woman did everything her neighbor had said, and the changeling started to laugh about her cooking in shells. Then a band of el- little elves appeared, brought the rightful child, set it on the hearth, and took the changeling away. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. How is that part of the elves and the shoemaker? <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's know, terrifying. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, it's how you summon elves. You gotta have a changeling oh, first. The so you gotta Grimm. put a you gotta put a baby There's that you think about might that be a changeling. Too, I, what? I don't know what it is. The changeling they leave a changeling and then they have to try and get their baby back. I thought the thing, the story of the changeling was like. It was like a different kid all along. And no, it wasn't not that actual. one. A different thing. It was the same idea as that, where somebody brought a changeling and they took the kid and they did Did they put the the kid that they thought might be a changeling, put it in the hearth and start a fire? Oh, okay. So these are three tales about the same elves. That's oh, what it is. those elves are mischievous. Okay. So there's a second one about a poor, uh, hardworking servant girl who was sweeping out the house, shaking the sweepings into a large pile when she found a letter on the pile. Since she, 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 since she couldn't read, because she's a woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> the servant took the letter to her masters. They told her that she had been invited to an elf baptism uh, and asked to become the godmother of the child. The girl hesitated at first, but her master finally convinced her to accept. The Then the servant girl was led by the elves to their hollow mountain, where everything was smaller, but also more splendidly ornamented. The girl helped with the baptism and, uh, and asked to leave, but the elves convinced her to stay three days with them. The elves did everything to make her happy during those three days. Everything. Everything. Uh, but the girl again asked to leave. The little man gave her gold and let her leave their mountain. As uh, she returned home, the servant girl learned that she did not spend three days with the elves, but seven years. Meanwhile, her former masters had died. So? I, I like how long? She has she, gold, right? Yeah. How long did she think she was there? Three days. It was seven years? Yep. Oh, that kind of stuff scares the fuck out of me. 
You, yeah. You're not a Rumpelstiltskin fan, or what? what yeah, Rumpelstiltskin's the one who fell asleep playing Nine Pin, right? What? No. 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 Which one's that one? The, the thread. No. Yeah, he's the, the thread. Which, which was the one that fell asleep? Oh, God. That was Cinderella. the. Uh, oh, God. No, no. It's, I know what you're talking about. It's the guy who fell asleep in a forest and woke up. There's a Wishbone episode about yeah, this. Yeah, that's the reason I know it. Yeah. A uh, guy who. Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The, the bourbon. Was it the bourbon that let him travel through time? No, the bourbon's just really delicious. All I know is that scene in uh, Interstellar when they come back to the ship and he's like, you've been gone 10 years or something like oh, that. Oh, dude, uh, yeah, no, time dilation is yep. freaky, but also super cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're dealing with that in the latest ep- or latest season of The 100. Have you oh, watched it yet? I haven't watched it. Oh. Did they, oh, did they decide to, like, start aging bourbon by using time dilation? Because they should. Oh, I mean, that's a great fucking idea. I'm on. To, I'm really good with the future stuff. Can we get elves to do it for us, though? <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. Please I don't know if I trust elves or not. These these these, these stories. stories. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you just gotta have the elves like bring back. Like you give them a bunch of so, booze, and you just have to expect some of it to come back. So the first the first tale, I understand what the morality is. Pay people who do the work, right? That makes sense to me. Not in America. The second tale about the par- the poor, hardworking servant girl. What the fuck is the moral there? <laughs> <laughs> like she was even she was even told to go there. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking. Like and that. then the one the one with the child. Oh, that was that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, these elves sense. are just mischievous. Is all fuck. Sure, so saying maybe don't let them pack our boxes. Yeah, if anything, we'll, we'll end up disappearing for seven years, or having to boil water and eggshells. Seven years later, all the boxes show up. <laughs> and the servant that would girl. Suck. That would and the be. servant girl. <laughs> well, she's been gone for a while. I mean, just like I don't, I don't understand. I know we were talking about uh, inventions, but this, this whole like fairy tale thing is much more uh, interesting to me. So I give, give me I, one more fairy tale, like one more like obscure kind of fairy tale, like Brothers Grimm one. And let's see if there's multiple stories for that one, too. Oh, are, are you are old, you familiar with the, the Hercules one? The old lady I, in the shoe is another one where it's I don't, I don't know. I don't know any uh, any morality about that one. Well, I don't either. But I'm yeah. like, why the hell is she living in a shoe? And why does she have 20 million children? Old lady in the shoe. Let's find Wikipedia. There was an old woman. Who lived in a shoe? Oh, this is just okay. So uh, we're going Mother Goose here. So I, let's let's uh, let's 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 break this down a little verse by verse. All right. Um, so the the most common version of the rhyme is there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread, then whipped them all soundly and put them to bed. This is an old woman who beats kids. Yeah, that's for uh, some reason she has all these kids. Oh, that's that's terrible. Whoa, fuck! <laughs> Does it get worse? Uh, <laughs> I mean, so apparently, uh, in the 18th and 19th centuries, uh, they so this uh, it first uh, popped up um, in like the 1600s when it was okay to whip your children. And just to and give them beat, only broth. Like, yeah, just give the, give them give them sad soup and then beat them to get them to bed. Oh man, was, um, that, was that the only paragraph? Uh, that's oh, that's the rhyme. Like, it's a very simple rhyme. Oh, so then, okay. there's other very uh, so another variation that was printed in the 18th and 19th centuries um, made it Christian. And there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children and loved them all, too. She said, thank you, Lord Jesus, for sending them bread, then kissed them all gladly and sent them to bed. Very different. Very, very different. Very different. Um, so the, the there was one. Is there is there one about, like, uh, you know, maybe she, like, doesn't oh. have enough food to feed them, but she, she has some Kool-Aid, so, that she has some drink the Kool-Aid, and seven, then doesn't, she has food for herself. In 1794... They released an edgier version. Ooh. Edgier. Yep. The only the only thing they changed was the last line. The grim and darker fairy right? tales. Are there right. was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread. She whipped all their bums and sent them to bed. Oh. And said bums in it. See? Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Iona and Peter Opie in 1797 added two lines. Uh, then out went the old woman uh, to bespeak him a coffin, and when she came back, she found him all aloffin. 
I don't know. Oh, a laughing they believe was Shakespearean, suggesting that the rhyme is considerably older than the first printed versions. I speculated if this were true, it might have folklore meaning and uh, pointed to the connection between shoes and fertility, uh, perhaps exemplified by casting a shoe after a bride leaves for her honeymoon or tying <laughs> shoes to the departing couple's car. Maybe people should have stopped throwing shoes at this old woman. She wouldn't have so many children to feed. <laughs> it's, it's fun figuring out layers to rhymes. Oh, man. Just like I, the only uh, the one that Muffet I, sat in a tuffet eating her curds and whey and when a spider came out. Like, the, uh, the story I remember like the most is that that Hercules like it was like or at least like yeah, the one that we're telling the ones was the Hercules one where like there's somebody's like who's like a. Uh, uh, somebody's cart was being pulled by a donkey, but stuck in the mud, and they're trying to push it out. So, like, Hercules goes and helps push it out of the mud. And then, like, Hercules walks down the road a little bit more, and there's somebody else trying to. Their their donkey is trying to get the, I don't the, think the this cart is a stuck real in the thing. mud. Are you just talking about is Hercules actually Jesus in this? Yeah, movie? no, that's pretty much the allegory. <laughs> but it said Hercules for some reason, that story that when I had oh, it as a like, kid. I mean. But it's a very clear, like, uh, like help, you have to help yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like these old like nursery rhymes don't make any sense. The uh, London Brit or the Ashes to Ashes, we all fall down. The that's uh, the plague. Yeah, the plague. Um, let's see. Jack and Jill went up the uh, went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jim or Jill came tumbling after. Yeah, he broke his crown. Uh, like at first, I uh, like what was Jack a kid? got up I, and Homie did trot. What? As fat or so later. There's another part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and more verses were added to carry the story further. The commonest are up Jack got. And home did trot as fast as he could caper. Went to bed to mend his head with vinegar and brown paper. Jill came in, and she did grin to see his paper plaster. Mother vexed, <laughs> did whip her next for causing Jack's disaster. Wait, why was it her fault? Because she's a woman. Because she was supposed to get the pail of water. <laughs> but then Jack was not had no responsibility at all. Exactly. Because he what had is, a penis. <laughs> what is the Muffet Tuffet one? Oh, Little, Little Miss, Miss Muffet? Muffet? Yeah. This is way more fun than it should be. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Little Miss Muffet, Wikipedia. English nursery rhyme from 1805. Uh, that was the first time it was recorded. Uh, Carl, you grab me one too, bud. Uh, all right, the rhyme first appeared in Prince in 1805, and it has uh, been many variants since. But all right, the Oxford Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes gives the following: um, Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. There came a big spider who sat down beside her and frightened Miss Muffet away. Uh, that, there's not a much. There, there's nothing fun with that one. Oh, uh, which that... which was the one who jumped over the candle? Or no, what, what was the one with the thumb in the pie? The thumb in the pie. Jack Horner. Oh yeah, little Jack Horner. Not the, the one who is not the one put his, his thumb in the dike. Oh, apparently that's also a, a paleo. Was that little boy blue? No, that was the that's a different person. Little Jack something sat in the corner. Um, let's see, little Jack Horner, Wikipedia. Um, first mentioned in the 18th century. Uh, the most common are yeah, they're all or, in that time. Yep. Uh, let's see, earliest reference uh, to the well-known verse is in Namby Pamby. A satire by Henry Carey, published in 1725. Um, now he sings of Jack Horner, sitting in the chimney corner, eating of a Christmas pie, putting in his thumb, oh fie, putting in, oh fie, his thumb, pulling out, oh strange, a plum. You know what? Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> That's what should it. be another, you know what should be a TV show? Actually, it's, it's kind of been covered, the, the ground's been covered with a... Uh, uh, but like uh, Fables, uh, that was a, I remember reading the comic book series and then there was a game oh, for Fables was great. And then the Telltale game was amazing. Talk uh, about the original Xbox Fable. Uh, no, 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 Fables. Fables. Oh, so okay. it's, uh, so it's a comic series where basically all the old grim uh, fairy tales are real. Um, and they had basically they had to leave their world. They had to, to leave their world and come to earth. And so and like, they tried to the big, in. the big, uh, the big bad wolf is the sheriff of the town mm-hmm. or of the, of the thing. And uh, it's actually uh, you can probably get it for like a couple of bucks on PlayStation. Uh, a fa- is the, uh, it plays the, like a lot like the, the Walking the, Dead games. No, it's a the Telltale game is called a wolf, a wolf among us. Mm. And it's really cool. But uh, like basically, I think that'd be uh, like uh, I guess once upon a time kind of did that type of fable thing. But like, well, but, so the, but once, fables you know, is once, like so but once upon a time uh, turned hard Disney. 
because like Peter Pan and stuff yeah. was in there. And, and Fables could take the turn like real dark because that's what that whole series was. Yeah, no, dark. I think that would make a good like Walking Dead style show, except not dumb. On HBO. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones-esque then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, true because uh, Snow White was hot. You gotta remember get, then you she gotta died, get so the adult aspects in there, you know. Well, it's very adult, like the themes of the comic. I mean, so is Little Jack Horner. Apparently. And also, and a wolf among his us thumb in a pie. He was, and the story he of was a wolf masturbating in the corner. And the story of a wolf among us was basically like starts off with Jake like and, uh, Jason Biggs. With uh, fables are like uh, women fables are being found with their heads cut off, oh. and so, and you have to play as a uh, Bixby. I think is the name of the wolf. His his name in the. Yep. It's like he has to try to solve the crime. All right. Well, I think he also fights the axe man, the guy who like kills him, the, the table, the huntsman. And he he takes the axe with him after he wins. It's great. That's a great game, actually. If you anybody is interested in a Telltale game, they should look into A Wolf Among Us. I'm kind of bummed that Telltale went under. Yeah, but like a lot of it was their own mismanagement. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed our meandering discussion as much as I did. I did. I, it, that was a blast. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnessstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnessstudios. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.